This program is a proud member of Univaz. Unified, unique, voices. Learn more at univazpods.net. Hello, my name's Patrick, and I'm a Scream Queen. I'm a Scream Queen, and so are you! And welcome to another episode of Scream Queens, the podcast where horror gets gay. This is episode 210, and tonight we are continuing our, our, our journey of discovery to uncover the dark secret of Harvest Home. We covered part one of the two-part miniseries in episode 209, and tonight I am joined by Toppy Smelly to forge on to get it to the end of part two, and what lurks in the darkness behind the cornfield in Cornwell Coombe and behind Betty Davis's skirts. Yes! We're going to finally wrap this up, and yes, it is author Stephen Morris, who was unable to join us for the second half. Now, if you listen... Okay, hold on. Now, I've been sick all week. I'm trying to, uh, starting to finally feel better. And I know the last episode was super loosey-goosey, but I'm going to try to tighten things up a bit. I'm still on a ton of NyQuil and stuff, but hey, let's get the formalities out of the way. Please allow me to introduce myself. My name is Patrick, and twice a month, I am your guide to the weird and wonderful world of horror movies, but as seen through my very, very, very gay little eyes. And we are doing our our, our, our recurring feature, where we take a look at made-for-TV movies, usually from the 1970s. And... As I said last time, we were plagued by technical problems via Skype, and we ran into time constraints, and author Stephen Morris had to leave halfway through because this was a mini-series, and this was taking a lot longer than anyone would have expected to talk about. And so, thank you for joining us the first time, Stephen, but Toppy's Belly is sticking it out to the end, and during this recording, I was on Vicodin for my back problems, and... Things continue to be loosey-goosey, and there's a good show in there somewhere. I'm still, as you can hear, not myself yet. But uh, I've spent the last four days in bed. I'm finally up and about and sort of functioning. Smoochie is going bananas at my feet right now. She's like, what is he doing? What is he doing upright? He's supposed to be laying in bed rubbing my belly so I can bite him. No, Smoochie, we're not doing that right now. But, uh... I'm also a little out of sorts today because, you know, I woke up and, you know, started going through my Facebook feed for the first time all week and discovered that a good friend of mine passed away unexpectedly. So I'm reeling from the shock of that. There's someone way too young, and I don't have the details yet. I, I don't understand. He was out jet setting around the world last week and getting all these you know, Instagrams of his travels around the globe, but I know he got home on Tuesday, and on Thursday he was gone. And I don't really know what happened yet, so... Just more me being out of sorts. But hey, we have as fun a show as we can put together for you. I think, again, it's not up to Scream Queen's normal standards, but these are unusual times, and it's 
more important to get the show out than it is to have it be perfect. So if you haven't checked out The Dark Secret of Harvest Home on YouTube and you don't want it spoiled, please do that now. It is a two-night miniseries, so expect to you know invest a good four hours every time. I think it's worth it, if nothing else, for the outrageous Betty Davis imitations that you will be able to perfect after watching it. And then come back and join us, or you know, if you just want to plow through, that's fine too. Anyway, I'm babbling enough. I've babbled enough. Let's just take a breath. Calm down. And resume with part two of the dark secret of Harvest Home. Starting right now. They do. Do you want to end up like me? Betty Davis in a two-part chiller. The dark secret of Harvest Home begins tonight after cliffhangers. On Cliffhangers, Susan Williams is a reporter hot on the trail of an international conspiracy so deadly it could end the world. Cliffhangers, tonight. Hi, honey. Hi, I'm back. I thought you got kidnapped by the children of the corn. I do not know why I lost connection, but I didn't, but I'm back now. Okay, we lost Steven. Oh, no! That's fine. Oh, for heaven's sakes. Well, now let's regroup and finish this goddamn thing. Yes. We're we can getting, do this. We're getting to the sexy part now. I don't know why I lost connection, but I'm... It here happens. We go. It's Skype. Yeah, yeah. Now, all of a sudden, it's sexy time. Yes. Because, you know, what's... You know, you, you find a man in a shack with his tongue cut out. You want to go home and bone your wife, and she's totally going to be into it. And to celebrate, the widow has dropped off some of her special mead. Okay. Now, this mead. Uh, listen, they are continually drinking and getting intoxicated and having sex. This is what the, they – anytime this New York City couple, uh, Beth and Nick, uh, they're going to do it. It's because they're drinking this well, elixir. Well, this, this is the first time it happens because he tries to come on to her like at the end of part one. And she's all frigid. Yeah. And now the widow's like, okay, we need to we need to loosen that thing up down there, girl. I'm going to drop off this special 400-year-old mead that is covered in dirt and cobwebs. Yeah. Drink it. It's, it's totally fine. It's totally fine. And they do. Uh-huh. And immediately start tripping balls. Yes. Yeah. Either that or the Alvinelli dance troupe just showed up. Yeah. Well, then, listen, who, you know, who's the great uh, abstract dancer, uh, Patrick, from theater? Martha Graham? Uh, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. It was very Martha, Martha Graham. Graham comes on and she starts dancing in the cornfield. With African jungle drums. Yeah. <laughs> not, yeah. not traditional, <laughs> you know, English American drums. No. <laughs> African, full-on African drums. And some guy in a big, goofy costume is out there in the cornfield, and the crickets stop chirping. <laughs> oh, I noticed that. The crickets just stop. Uh-huh. So they're like, hold on, they're going to do something crazy. We got to watch this. And and you can see the elixir's having its effect, and now she's all horny, and she says, he goes, I, I don't know, he's like, I don't know what, he's like, I'll be up in a minute. And she goes, I'll be waiting. Yes. octave voice drop to the point that I think they digitally altered her voice. You know, when I, I like, heard it... like, holy shit, she's B. Arthur now. When I heard it, I thought, wait a minute. 
I had to go back, and sure enough, you got turned on by it, right? Yeah, it was like really. Yeah. <laughs> She's gonna pull off her dress. Gonna be a hairy chest under there now. I don't know what happened. <laughs> no. She's a farmhand now. That's why I said, "Oh, I'm guessing something's gonna get conceived tonight." Hell yeah. Uh-huh. This is a special night. We don't whip out that elixir for nothing. That's absolutely right. And, and the, the thing is, he is to- totally not phased. No, by these weird by these him. by these creepy spiritual dancers that just show up. <laughs> he watches them. Uh whether he thinks they're real or not, I think he thinks they're real, but he he's not real. sure. No, he thinks they're real because he says Ladies, like, and that was some show you guys put on. Who was that? That's right. Yeah, he says to the widow. Yeah, yeah, he's like that. That there's that there's that there's the really good looking blonde guy in town yeah. and his wife, who is the they're the corn maiden and the the current corn maiden, the, yeah. the corn Who'd maiden you... and, and the lord of the harvest that are going out. Their reign is ending. Like, so was that them? Was that them? Yeah, he wants to know. Was it, was that like they're supposed to you know get us in the mood to conceive a child? Is that what that was? Well, yeah, you're probably right, but <laughs> it was them. But. Now, uh, Patrick, I want to uh, talk to you about this little scene uh, that happened in there somewhere. And it was a scene that uh, told us that the widow, uh, sh- that she was large and in charge. But uh, their poor daughter. Well, I think Betty Davis, is the, just the fact that she played the role, <laughs> that's a woman to be feared. But please continue. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but oh, yeah. Oh, well, the horse accident, yes. <laughs> the horse accident, it leads to the daughter having an asthma attack, and by God, she dies. Uh-huh. Well, the doctor's just like, eh, I've done everything I can No, do. they call the fire department, they call the doctors. I they know, but show- the doctor was like, eh. The doctor kind of gave up really easy. Well, this is the thing I want to talk to you about, Patrick, Patrick, because this is one of the the most implausible points in the movie uh, that I found. This poor girl dies from asthma. Here are the fire department doctors. They've got a mask on her face. They're giving Uh her oxygen or whatever. Uh They're listening to her heart, and she just stops Uh breathing. And then... The no CPR, nothing. <laughs> yeah, the widow shows up. She she says, "Get out of here." Uh-huh. And the the uh, Beth decides, "Okay, go for it." The husband's not so sure, but the widow uh, says, "Give me that pen." Yeah, and that knife. <laughs> yeah, she basically gives the kid a tracheotomy. Uh huh. And blows air through the passage in her throat to save her. Now, Patrick, yes, are you telling me that these firefighters and medics that came didn't know how to do this? I don't know. I think they just didn't want. <laughs> They're like, uh, we're on. We're, we're we're just day players. We're just here for the day. Like we just okay. want to do it. We want to get it. But the thing is, what happened previous to that is when. Um, Nick is walking around and winds up in the lair of the post office hoe. Yeah. With uh, more drinking and, and more fun. Fa- and she blatantly wants to mount him. Oh, for heaven's sake. He's down between and, his legs. Yeah. Because like, this whole scene where the girl's dying on the sofa, he's got lipstick all over his face. All over his Jesus Christ. But what stopped them from consummating their non-love was that that creepy little girl started screaming again. And she kept saying, big knife, big knife, big knife, big knife, and then pointed at the, 
at the horse that the girl was riding down the street. So it almost seemed like that had to happen to punish you for what you did. That's what it seemed like to me. Like if you hadn't been doing this, we're going to have to control you, Nick. We'll take your daughter away. Mm -hmm. But but they don't – maybe they have that kind of supernatural power. I don't know. But just creepy things that happen. But yeah, she has no problem. Just like yeah, I will, I will cut, I will cut into this girl's neck. I had no. to do this. I had to do this to Charles Ludlum once on the set. <laughs> but here's the thing, Patrick. I would have expected Betty to save the girl with a potion or an elixir, but she actually performs an operation on her throat. Well, it's a pretty base operation. Yeah, but. She didn't even th- say, I didn't even think she said a pen. I thought she said one of those wax straws. Yeah. Anyway, she, listen, folks. The widow saves the asthmatic girl who died. She resuscitates her. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, uh-huh. of course. And also now it's just like, well, now, now, see, now, now she's one of mine. Yeah. I saved her. She's one of mine now. Yeah. And the why, why do you have to keep asking all these questions, Nikki? Why, Nikki? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Just follow the ways. But yeah, he can't stop asking questions. He can't stop sticking his nose where it doesn't belong, including Tamar's vagina. <laughs> well, but partly it's because he's contracted to do these expose books. Uh-huh. That's part. And also, this is his weakness. He's already stepped out on her once. Yeah. And it's to alienate them even more. Or show her, look, he's just a man. So when harvest when it's time for harvest home, you'll be okay. This is what they do. <laughs> it's like a control game, uh, but very, very, very elaborate control game. Very sexy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when I made you top and I say Toppy, get the pen, you'll know what that's about. Yeah. Well, jam it down the throat. <laughs> Make uh-huh. a hole. Make the hole blow into it. Blow into it. That's not how that works, by the way. <laughs> also, also Asma is about Asma is about the contract the constricting of the the the, the, bron- the bronchial tube, so it really has nothing to do no, with the throat at exactly. all. Exactly. <laughs> it's not like her tongue was swollen. Uh-huh. And if you go into the trach, you can blow in air. It's it not that's anyways, the writers or whoever really goofed up on that spot. Well, I'm sure it was more elaborate in the book because Tom Tryon is a good writer. Yeah. And the thing is well, like you said, you can't find uh, the movie The Other anywhere. You can't find the book of this or The Other anywhere either. Oh, really? Ah, I remember I went looking for The Other when I was covering it after I saw the movie, and I loved it. I went I went all over the place. I went to the Strand bookstore, and they have everything. Like, no, I don't have that. Hmm. It's out of print. It's been out of print forever. Oh, sounds like a conspiracy. Uh-huh. Too sexy. Yeah. It's all too sexy, because that one had a dead baby in it, and those are always sexy. Now, you know what other little plot uh, contrivance we've forgotten about? Uh-huh. Uh, the original um, uh, 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 stud muscle, uh, Michael O'Keefe. Uh-huh. Uh, wor- he, he's, he's worthy. Yeah, worthy. Worthy. Exactly. At some point along this line, he says, you know what? This assignment is not for me. I'm getting the fuck out yeah, of here. Yeah, we, had, we covered that while you were gone. We touched oh, on sorry. it briefly. Before the Agnes Fair, when the Harvest Lord is chosen, he was telling Nick, 
I'm actually planning on going to agricultural school. I think I want to go learn stuff and bring it back here. Yeah, this kid because we're stuck at we're stuck in the 1600s and there's no reason for it. Yeah, he 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 wants to move on. He is not interested. Well, actually, he was saying he wants to come back. He wants to do good for the community. Yeah, but and but he wants to do it with modern stuff. Yeah, exactly. Which of course that's not going to fly at no, all. So I mean, they, I know they're going to make you the harvest lord now to keep you here. Just they're dicks that way. Yeah. And no, no, they could have given it to um. Oh, what's his name? Oh goddamn, fucking Jimmy Minerva. <laughs> They, bring, oh, yeah, they keep yeah, bringing yeah. up Jimmy Minerva. We don't ever meet Jimmy Minerva, I don't think. But I'm so sick of hearing Jimmy Minerva does this. Jimmy Minerva does that. Oh, shoot. Who gives a fuck about Jimmy Minerva? But that's who they choose. Yeah, they, because choose, they, they, yeah, choose, they choose they choose worthy. And he's devastated. Yeah. And he's not playing because he's not supposed to leave the coom yeah. for eight years. You cannot leave you cannot the coom. You cannot step foot out of the coom. Neither can the, the uh, corn maiden. Mm. But – Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm not there. I'm just going to start saving up money and I'm just going to go. He gets the flock out of there. Uh-huh. Oh, actually, the flock was on every, you know, the, the front lawn. <laughs> uh, but the implication yeah. is later, um, people, and I think one of them is the sheriff, right? Because yeah. he's got a yeah, start. Like I said, the cops they are in on it. Yeah. Yeah. They find yeah, him he, and he, apparently. He, yeah, he's too young. I mean, he does his money. Get, his parents find out what he's doing. Right. And they take his money. And he's devastated. And he goes oh, to Nick. Yeah. He's like, can you help me? I'm going to just run away and join the Navy. And then I'm going to go to agricultural school. Yeah. After that. Nick, I just have to Nick, get out of here. And he's like, I'll write yeah. you a check. Great. And Nick and wants to help him. And I yeah. won't tell anybody where he went. And but so it now doesn't work. He has. And, but the thing is, you know, on all days, on tithing day of all days, right. from where they just storm out of the Kumanoff, ruin the whole – Charming festival of tithing day, whatever the fuck that is. Not only does he leave, when he leaves, he busts into the church where they're having their tithing day celebration and screams out, God damn the corn and God damn the mother. What the fuck? Uh, yes, this and this upsets this everyone to no yeah. end. So not only they has are he, shocked yeah. as hell. Yeah, so he is he is even worse than Grace Aberdeen at this point because you know she never said shit like that. She was just ugly. Yeah, yeah. You see, this surprised me, Patrick, because originally I thought he just wanted to leave, but then he surprised attacked this church service and said, "Fuck everybody." Well, cause, because, I mean, his parents stole his money. Yeah. I mean, that, you're going to keep me here for eight years for no reason? Yeah. And he when you had did. people who wanted to do this just because some little girl with blood on her hand said it was me? Yeah. It's stupid. Yeah, Mike, Michael Keith did not want this. I got to go. I got to go golfing. <laughs> yes. With Bill Murray. I got things to do. I got a gopher to chase, man. And beaver. But he ended up being slayed. Well, yeah, that's that's further down the line. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yet another festival. <laughs> yes, there's lots of. There's so okay. Yes, hold on. I wrote them all down just because they're also quaint and charming. And there is a, there's, a, there's even a quilt of them. They make a quilt for the new uh, for the new Harvest Lord that has all the holidays on it. So he can just count down the days when he's gonna get slaughtered. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Okay, it's plowing day. Planting day. Plowing day. Agnes Fair. Day of Seasoning. I don't know what that is, but it sounds really sexy. Uh, tithing Day. Yeah. The, she- the, uh, the, the, the sheaving tide. The husking, yeah. the husking bee. 
Cornplay, oh. Kindling Night, and and Harvest Home. So yeah, it's on it's on the the night of uh, Kindling Night, where it turns out that the runaway Harvest Lord is the Kindling. Yeah. But yeah, that husking bee was weird. And so many weird everything. And that, when Nick was like, "This is the best night of my life," I'm like, "What the fuck is you are yeah, going all Nick. crazy?" It's just yes. this church full of people ripping up, ripping the husks off corn. It's all over the place. I, mean, I have no idea what was going on. And then they had weird sex play, but we'll get into that. Um, yeah, right. Nick, uh, the New York City guy, and his wife Beth, they just think this husking bee is because they're drinking, drinking too. that fucking moonshine. Yeah, yeah. And they're just—he just says, "Oh my God, this is the best night of my life." This is even better than when that slut from the post office tried to give me a blowjob in front of her daughter. <laughs> yeah, ah, uh, he loves it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then it turns out that was all orchestrated too, because that that blonde, the current, the 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 outgoing Harvest Lord says, "Well, you know, the guys were." Doing their best to make sure that you tied one on. Just for fun. Right. Yeah, so he keeps getting set up and all this stuff to make a jackass out of himself. And uh, This man is being used. He is being used. And the thing is, there's no real reason for it except in the long run to show him his place. You're a man. You have to get used to this now. You're yeah. secondary here. You may have been in charge of Manhattan, but you're not anymore. And your family's not your family anymore. They're ours. You can either be with them and shut up or keep being nonsense or keep making a fool out of you. The, well, these things all seem to happen on top of each other. The shaving, the, 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 the husking bob, and the corn play all happened on the same night. And he, yeah. what was great, he goes out and he's drinking with the men. And he's talking about how he's really fucked up. And all of a sudden, these kids walk through. With these fucked up outfits on. Oh, they're like... And he just looks they, at them like, what the fuck? And the guy the just went, con play, you know? Yeah, yeah. it's the con these, play. Yeah, these kids come up and they've got like old, uh, you know, dried up corn stalks pasted on. All over their bodies. All over them. They look pretty weird. Uh-huh. Because it's like this... Is, the thing is like part one was all set up, but part two... It's really hard to talk about everything because it's so there's so many characters and there's so many elements, but things definitely start getting much much more sinister. The corn play, which you think, oh, it's going to be like the the nativity play. No, no, it's it's about as pagan as you can get. The first line of it, and the earth was virgin until the plows came, <laughs> until the harvest lord came with his plow. And I'm, oh my god, okay, and the, the whole thing is incredibly sexual. Yes, and it goes on forever. And even the kid stuff was sexual. I'm like, oh, oh, this is why we couldn't watch it. Oh, okay. Oh, now I understand. <laughs> oh, dear. Patrick, you cannot watch that. I mean, we get crazy on, you know, Good Friday with all that free Barabbas stuff, but this is too much. No. And, and he's just he's, – he's weirded out by it, but this part doesn't bother him that much. It's the celebration afterwards where all of a sudden yeah. he realizes that – this this kind of ritual dance going on, and in the center of it is his daughter, and it is now, incredibly yes. sexual. Yeah, this, this is the first. This is when he realizes the extent of what's been happening, because he did he did not know this until this time. Yeah, we did. We because uh, she was kind of 
if she had a crush on Worthy for most of the movie. She's yes. following around like a puppy. But as she gets more and more sucked into things, and when he tells her he's planning on leaving, what she said to him, well, that just goes against the ways, Worthy. That's terrible. You are bane to me. Right. I was it's like, whoa, like she's, whoa, she's got the lingo down and everything. <laughs> yeah, she's got the old ways. She, uh-huh. This New York City girl has the old ways, and she's got it down pat. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. She's learning quick. Yeah. And he makes a big scene. He causes a big fight. He gets beaten up. And, of course, the wife is embarrassed again. She's embarrassed for the whole movie. <laughs> she certainly is. She's like, would you like another what pork chop? Cheapers. No, I don't want a pork chop. All right, fine. I like the pork chop myself. <laughs> I've never been so embarrassed in all my life. I can't believe you ruined the shucking bee. No. Oh. Poor shucking baby. Shuck, oh man, oh man, so much shucking. They were shucking the shit out of each other. It was crazy. Shucking that jive. <laughs> Hot. Hot. We know everything is is boiling towards Harvest Home Festival. That is, yeah, that is, is an actual that is an actual oldie English festival that is still celebrated to this day, and it is pagan in its roots. You know, oh it's, yeah, yeah. You know, it's it, it, it's you know, it's it's the last celebration of summer. Okay, yeah, yeah, because the winter's coming, and we're, we might not survive. We're going to enjoy the harvest, and we're going to have lots of sex and get drunk. <laughs> they love to get. But no, drunk I'm talking about that's what the sex. celebration is in general. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, they're British, so the sex might not have been like you know quite as blatant. Probably not. Probably not. You know, you know, they're very shy about that sort of thing over there. They so, are. They're, you know, it's they're a different, quaint, different, yeah, yeah. different culture. Not like these gross Americans are just they're just laying down right there <laughs> in the watering trough. Just awful. <laughs> well, that's the thing about this whole culture is that actually it's embedded with sexual content yeah. and fertilizing the ground and yeah. well, the male well, has the power and the woman receives and everything's okay as long as all yeah. of that happens. Yeah. But the woman is – well, the thing is uh, after the thing Worthy did at the church, he said, God damn the corn and God damn the mother. Nick is like, yeah. what did that mean? What is it God damn the – the mother thing. And now people keep saying, uh, many, uh, no man may know, no woman may tell. So getting yeah. more cryptic answers. Yeah. The, and, the, something's going wrong. Yeah. And, and, and he, he won't let it go. And it's really offensive to these people to even bring it up. They but this is it. the staple of their religion. And it's not really that odd. This is like, I mean, it makes sense in its own weird kind of primitive sort of way that, you know, Everything comes from the earth. They worship the earth. Yeah. The earth is their god. It provides everything. It's it's all it's about every, yeah. and the fertility earth is, of the earth. Right. And yes, we need the corn. And for that, we need the man. But the corn will die, and the man will die, but the earth is forever. And yeah. And, what, and <laughs> women, they have a higher – they're up there higher. Oh yeah. Well, right. Well, because well, it's a matriarchal society. Women, the women, you know, the the men are there to do the work, and I and so and so and so yes. sow their seeds. I am the matriarch of this community. 
So says Betty Davis. I fucked everyone. <laughs> oh my god. I certainly did. Oh, uh, it was wonderful. I don't know how I find the time with all of my side jobs. <laughs> but I have fucked everyone in this town. Twice. Twice? Yes. Well, my... <laughs> my plow stopped giving... <laughs> my, my, my plow stopped bringing... Stopped, stopped bringing forth corn many years ago. Yeah. But I'm not going to keep... I'm not going to stop trying. And there's nothing else to do. We don't have cable, as I already established. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, so that's their big secret, that they'll kill to keep. That is the secret of Dark Harvest Home. Yeah, I mean, we might as well just cut to the end here, because it's just more of the same, more confusion, more embarrassing him. And he knows shit's going down on Harvest Home, and whatever it is, is bad. And it's so bad that all the men are locked up for the night. The men are like... Are locked up for the night, the phones are cut off, and the cars are taken away. They're very secondary. Yes. While the women go have their meeting in the clearing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. In the lonesome. Which is why that family of moonshiners protect that thing because it's sacred ground. Okay. And... Um, you know, I got to be honest with you. The the whole moonshiner thing, I, I didn't ever really figure out how that came back around. Um, somebody mentioned it. Like, like, you can't be out. You can't be going down there because the, the whatever boys are going to be out there and they have their guns because that's what they're there for. They're not part of us, but they protect us. Okay. I said, all right. Uh, so I guess they, there must be some good tang in that town if they're willing to kill people for it. <laughs> good tang. And I don't mean I don't mean the stuff that astronauts drink. <laughs> oh, I mean poontang. A poontang. That's very different. Uh huh. Well, if they keep killing all these men, the girls the girls gotta do something. <laughs> um, but I thought the whole end of this was, even though you knew it was coming. And you knew what was going down. It was still really creepy. Did you know what was coming? Well, I knew. It was, I I kind of had an inkling that the story had something to do with fertility. It was a matriarchal society. And I was kind of thinking that it just seems like the Harvest Lord is going to die at the end of yeah. this. Uh, and there's, uh, the, like I said, there's that blonde guy who's the current Harvest Lord. His wife is the corn maiden. She's just... She's very anxious about Harvest Home. She wants to get his portrait done before then. She's not as thrilled with it. Right. And then when the time comes on, on the night of Harvest Home, she winds up cutting her wrists. And she tells him, I can't do it. I can't do it to you. Yeah, that was kind of heavy. Because it's her job as the corn maiden to receive the seed of the Harvest Lord. Yeah. And then finish him off like a black widow. Uh, yes, the Black Widow. Yes. But the outgoing corn maiden has just killed herself. They now mm. need a fill-in corn maiden. So the women have to go vote. That's where it gets fucked up. And they go to the church to vote. And like you said, there's a priest in this community. And you think, oh, he's the, he's, 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 he's the leader. No. They're leading him around like a dog in there. Oh, the priest that this, is that like... That the Sunday services are for show. No, the priest has nothing. He right. has no power. He, right. He's just a figurehead. Right. She, he bows down to Betty Davis when she's standing at the pulpit. And what I think is great is that 
they they cast their votes and they get their little outfits and they all have hose. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, the hose got hose. <laughs> Lots of hose. Lots of hose. And I'm like, man, they're gonna oh they're gonna do some damage with these hose. Are they gonna kill people with hose? That's gonna be crazy. I don't know what these bitches are gonna do. And it's a long scene. It's a long. I mean, the the, the whole end game goes on for a long time because there's a tunnel. Yeah. That he gets arrested. Um, for being out, I forget why. Doesn't matter. Uh, you know, he remembers. Oh, that guy told me that there's a tunnel that runs from the jail to the post uh, to the church conveniently. Okay, because oh, uh, the, the jail is the gotta, post office. I got to tell you that little tunnel thing huh? is delivered very early on in part one in the graveyard. Yeah. But it just comes out like, yeah, there's tunnels, blah, 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 blah. You'll want to be remembering this in Act 2. Yeah, but I didn't. Patrick, I did not. I know you you keep going on about Grace Aberdeen, but what you really need to cling on to is the fact that there's a tunnel that runs from the jail cell in the post office to the church. I I did not remember the tunnels, but okay. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, he's investigating the whole Grace Aberdeen thing, which is so confusing. Uh, because the story kept changing, and when we finally got the story, I was like, oh, okay, whatever. So I still don't really understand what happened, but whatever. She was the bad corn maiden. But yeah. uh, now we have a dead corn maiden. Yeah. And so it's a whole big mystery. Who's going to be the new corn maiden? Who do you well, think is We don't is know. A- we don't know because her face is covered. And and, <laughs> they're go- and I thought it was going to be the daughter. I, I, I wasn't sure. Because I'm like, the corn maiden's pregnant. That's yeah. no maiden. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, I have to but it turns, admit, out to be, I, it turns out to be his wife. No, no. And it, he he gets out there and the uh, uh well he st- he stops to visit his uh, he's the blind guy tries to stop him listening while he's listening to his Donald Pleasant records. That stupid blind guy comes. He's right like, you don't understand. I I tried to say it, and this is what they did to me. Yeah. You just need to stay here. All right. Because they're not going to tell you what's going on out there. They'll kill you before they do. Because no man may know, no woman may tell. But hubris. 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 You just stay here and listen to Donald Blessings with me. (laughs) I swear to God, I never would have known that. And he was reading the books badly, too. He was reading the books badly. He was reading them very quickly for audiobooks. But he... Hold on, hold on. If you stick around, I got an album of him singing Dionne Warwick songs. It's great. <laughs> oh, God. The girls will be back soon. It'll be fine. Yeah. I mean, they only want they only want the blonde guy, and he's totally fine with this. But the, the ceremony is very long, and they're out in their robes, and they're chanting, and it's very eerie. And 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 the corn maiden arrives, and they, they're anointing the shit out of the Harvest Lord. You know that's not good. Oh, yeah. If you're getting this good treatment, you know it's not good. Yeah. We got ominous, foreboding feelings here. Right, right. And then and Betty Davis is going on about the seed must be spilled, but the harvest the must come. The seed The harvest must, must come be because winter spilled. is coming and that the harvest lord must go with the winter. And, and, and so the corn maiden arrives and all of a sudden they're fucking. Oh, my God. They're fucking right in front of her husband. Jesus. And the whole town. What was this Everybody's on Everybody's dancing time? around. Yeah. Sorry, what? Was this on prime time? Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, the love boat got pretty racy sometimes, but man, oh, yeah. they didn't have a whole. The whole boat didn't gather around to watch people getting it on. Well, here we go. Well, on. not when the cameras were rolling. Anyway, I don't know. You know that 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 doc that doc character. You know, he was the center of all sexual activity on that boat. Yeah, I don't know nothing about that. Uh, he had the pills. He had all the good drugs. You know. <laughs> He's like, come on, I gotta, I gotta get Angie Landers and Charo late on this trip. I need to bust oh, up the heavy stuff. Sure. You know, why couldn't Charo be one of the characters in Dark Secret of Harvest? <laughs> she could, she could have been the post office lady. No one would have she understood a word of the dialogue. Whore. That scene when she's got him, when she got him in the river, and she's trying to explain it to him, and she's rubbing mud all over her face. She's like, "This is what it's about. This, it's this is it. This is life. This is the life. The earth all over me. Smell it. Smell it. It's warm and it's cold at the same time. Except it would be like it's warm and it's cold at the same time. Coochie, coochie, coochie. It would be great. <laughs> oh my God, folks, you don't know how fucked up this movie is. <laughs> I don't know. That Charo would somehow would have made it less normal. Would have made it more normal. Well, she's weird and from South America. That's for, yeah, they probably do shit like that then. then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But no, it's just it's, it's upstanding white women. Fucking in the woods. And, yeah. And then she and she, then she slits his throat. Jesus. And he knows it's coming. He knows yeah. it's coming. It's an honor. It's it's just like it's just like it's just like when the kids in Gatlin, Nebraska, turned eighteen and they had to go see who he walks behind the rows. They had to go to him. It was an honor. <sighs> just like the children of the corn. The children. But of at the- least they weren't fucking the corn. <laughs> you know this. This may have been one of those. Although my people show- call it maze. Yeah. <laughs> it, it may have been one of those shows where you knew. It was not going to end well. Of course not. It's the dark secret of Harvest Home. Yeah. You knew. You knew from the beginning. I didn't think it was going to be the pornographic secret of Harvest Home. (laughs) I mean, I didn't see anybody using protection or nothing. I mean, we don't know where this this Harvest Lord has been. I mean, he's been in town all this time. (laughs) And everybody's fucking everybody all the time anyway, so. Yeah. um, And, uh. They know he's there. They know Nick is there. Yeah. Because they catch him, and they start hitting him with hoes, and Betty Davis is like, no. Let him watch. He wants to know. Let him watch. I love your Betty Davis, Patrick. I've been perfecting it for years. (laughs) And I'm not doing it right, because I'm on Vicodin. No, I'm Patrick. your, Your Betty Davis on Vicodin is perfect. Well, that was it's kind of her later years when she was more you know boozy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Slurring a little bit. <laughs> pre just remember pre stroke. I know, I'm going to do this in a main accent. <laughs> <laughs> it it is authentic. <laughs> well, she does say aya a lot. They That's all great. say aya a lot, but the thing is to uh not tomorrow, whatever her name is, the post office lady is straight up hillbilly southern. Yeah. She's like, well, y'all can come down here and you can like, hang out with my weird daughter and do Cat's Cradle all day long if you want. What the fuck was with that Cat's Cradle? I don't know. Well, you know, they, again, they don't have cable. 
Yeah, they, anyways, the cat's cradle thing, like. Because the cat's in the cradle and still spawn, little boy. Daddy's not coming home, son, don't know when. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But yeah, and this is what what Grace Aberdeen fucked up all these years ago because she fell in love with the Harvest Lord and she didn't want to do it, so she ran away, and so the whole thing got fucked up, and that, that, that crop got blighted. Yeah, now let's. Let's totally... Because nobody ejaculated on it. <laughs> <laughs> it was all about ejaculation, Patrick. Uh-huh. uh-huh. It really was. Well, religion but is what... fucked up in general, so why... This is really no more fucked up than any other religion I've encountered. No, and the fact that I mean, this... Christians cannot... perform ritual cannibalism every Sunday. Yeah. Uh, but the... Uh, uh, <clears throat> Let's just say the what would be the moral of the story at, at the end of the day. Well, the moral of the story would be that curiosity kills the cat. <laughs> that you know, maybe I, I maybe, maybe pursuing right. your dream job of being an artist is not a good idea. <laughs> maybe not do something so folksy. <clears throat> Can't do some good. nice black velvet paintings. They're very popular these days. Oh, love black velvet Elvis. You yes, know? yes. That no. Yeah, this there, there really is none. There was never a moral to these stories. It's just that uh, in the, in these made-for-TV movies of the seventies, they they were always ended badly. Usually, um, I mean, Linda Blair's didn't. Right. Uh, she 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 won, but most of them <laughs> did not end well. So it was, mm-hmm. you know, that there there are forces that you don't understand, and and, yes. and and you don't get don't meddle, don't meddle, because they when, weren't going to kill anybody who didn't want to be killed. Yes, and when Betty Davis steps in to do a role like the Wooder, well, I want to stick a pen in a little girl's throat. <laughs> I practiced well, on that little Margaret, that little Margaret O2. What was her name? What was that little girl's name in all the old movies? Hey, Margaret, hey. Mar- Margaret, what's her name? Oh, I can't the, think of her name. The asthmatic daughter? No, I just mentioned, I, I pra- I've been practicing for years. I used to do it all the time. I'm a little oh. Margaret O'Reilly, whatever her name was. The one was in The Women <laughs> and, 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 and Miracle on 34th Street. Margaret O'Brien. <laughs> okay, I'm with you now. Oh, my God. She was... She used to sign her contracts in pencil. I used to scare her so badly. <laughs> now, Patrick, I have a theory that that drag queens uh, of a certain age, okay, there was uh, whatever happened to Baby Jane. Yeah. But this TV movie captures the quintessential Betty Davis talking. I'm going to talk like this. From now I'm on. chewing all the scenery, even though it's all made of fucking cord. <laughs> yes! But, Patrick, surely these drag queens, more than whatever happened to Baby Jane, they must have been watching an old oh, VHS of course. Of course. copy of, course. of this goddamn movie. Well, you, know, you know every faggot was glued to the TV that night. If Betty yeah. Davis is on TV, come on now. You know you're getting lines. Because, wait, oh, wait, oh, wait, no, she has a couple. Wait, what was that one? Oh, God, it's in my notes somewhere. I had to write it down when she said it. Oh, God, oh, can I find it? Can I find it? Talk amongst yourselves. 
Yeah, um, well, I'm sure Betty Davis certainly uh, would have uh, talked about the time and age. They of- sh- you will be shunned. I loved when they shunned that family. That was so great. They pulled, they went full Amish on them <laughs> when they shoved, when they shunned Worthy's family. Oh, no, I know Betty- that, that's some serious shit. And and then yeah. they, then they shunned him at the. You are shunned. You are not one of us. I'm like he's 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 he's. He's bloody and beaten with hose and, and going to be blind soon, and he just watched his wife. I don't think he cared that y'all turn his back on him right now. I think he's good. Yeah. Uh, Patrick, at the end of this fucking two-night movie event, what was the fate of this poor New York City family? Well, he should have seen it coming, or should I say... Not seen it coming. <laughs> because his fate was not staring him right in the face the whole time. Yeah. And, it's, and it's lucky that they apparently, you know, they, they've shunned most of technology, but they got a deal with Donald Pleasance. <laughs> <laughs> they are kid, Cornwall Coombe is keeping Donald Pleasance in business in this, this audiobook. Yes. Because yes. not only is he blind, he has to listen to Donald Pleasance for the rest of his life. <laughs> Honest to God. And, and his family's going on like everything's totally normal. Yeah. Oh, well, we're going out to have a picnic, honey. Bye. Enjoy Donald Pleasance. Yeah. You could have just stayed in the house. But no. <laughs> Donald Pleasance. And at the end of the day, you know this tradition of this community with their weirdo, the old ways, it's going to go on forever. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's the way it goes. Uh-huh. And like I said, technically, well, I mean, except for the, you know, the uh, Rene uh, Abergenois, they're not yeah. hurting anybody. Who doesn't want to be hurt? Well, I... Well, I guess. Uh, well, I mean, you know, this uh, this family from New York City certainly got entrapped into something I'd call a web. Yeah, yeah. But maybe it was for new blood. Cause... Well, they said that we need new blood here. That's what that is. Yeah. What the widow said when they got well, it's good to have new blood here. Yeah, because like I so said, I they need new sperm. Quite because they're all pretty inbred yeah. right now. Yeah, they need the new seed from Ackroyd. Not Dan. Uh, I mean, not, <laughs> yes, not Dan. <laughs> yeah, we don't need any. We don't need any Canadian seed in here, no sir. No. <laughs> we don't want maple syrup flavored corn, no sir. Anyways, d- um, Patrick, uh, um, just to review, d- you were not able to see this. No, this is the first back time I saw it. And I, 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 the whole time I was watching this, I felt like, oh my god, I would have tuned into this. I, I absolutely must have saw. But every step of the way, uh, I felt like this was the first time I was seeing it. And I have to say, folks, go over onto YouTube, uh-huh. and it is a wonderful. 
Listen, I felt like I was watching a VHS tape. And I think it was. Yeah, it was. It totally was because the commercials were still there. (laughs) Yes. They had a commercial Um, that coming on afterwards was Cliffhanger, which was a great show that got canceled after one season. (laughs) Yes. But anyways, I loved it. I loved it. I liked it too. The thing is, it's not a horror movie. Really. No. I mean, it has has horrific moments and the end is certainly horrific. But for the most part, it's a mystery. It is a mystery, yeah. I mean, what exactly is going on, and what happened to fucking Grace Aberdeen? And I still don't really understand what happened to Grace Aberdeen. I'm like, wait, wait, okay, wait, well, she, got, she got big and ugly. Okay, I don't know what happened. We, we may never know. But uh, listen, for the performance of Betty Davis, and actually the entire cast uh-huh. uh, did well, um, this is a great little movie. This is a great little made for Well, if TV John Crawford movie. had done it, no seed would have been spilled. It would have been <laughs> yes! a, there would have been it would have been an epidemic of impotence in the coomb. That Pat- no amount that no amount of wormwort would have would have cured. Patrick, you're absolutely right. <laughs> Uh, I did like uh, um, in the scene with the mead where everybody gets horny. Oh, she went upstairs to change. Horny. She went upstairs to change, and it was almost a diaphanous nightgown. Not quite. We were oh, almost Patrick, diaphanous. I know of your love for the because when diaphanous when, when people get diaphanous, shit gets real. I'm like, oh, this sex is gonna be really fucked up if she's diaphanous right now. Okay, she's only kind of diaphanous. No, it it wasn't really the there. The corn maiden was diaphanous, I'm though. I'm sorry. The Patrick, corn maiden was, was diaphanous. It wasn't really a diaphanous. She had a veil. I'm sorry. Did Jimmy Minerva have a veil? No. <laughs> no. Well, yeah. I really enjoyed it. I did, too. Um, listen, listen, folks. You have, you have to imagine a day. When how awesome it was that Betty Davis was going to be on something, and to have a two-night special presentation. Yes. Well, this was, you know, this wasn't a, a TV event, right? And I didn't say this, and I always say this whenever I cover a TV movie of the week that if you are, a, if you were not around, and don't know this culture. You don't understand that whenever one of these things came on, it was an event that you could not miss because it wasn't the days of VCRs and video stores. It would be on once. And if you didn't see it, everyone was going to be talking about it Yeah, and you would not be in the know. It was gone. And and we're like, oh, shit, Quincy's not on tonight. Yay. Great. No, Kojak, (laughs) yay. Wonderful. Something cool is going to happen. Betty Davis, gonna, Betty Davis is going to be doing weird shit in the corn. I'm there. Yeah. Patrick, I have to ask if you were like me, and I know we got to wrap up. Oh, I'm fine. But, we're good. Yeah. But, but uh, if you were like me, back in the day, in the 70s, did you have every channel memorized? Like, I did not get yeah. Yes. Yeah. Now, well, there I was only not... like six of them, so it wasn't that hard to remember. Well, it's true. But 
I did not get TV Guide. Uh, when I went yeah, by Tuesday, was, Tuesdays was Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley, uh, three's, uh, three's Company, Too Close for Comfort, and Heart to Heart. <laughs> right. That's what I want to. That's what I want to break out. Is that once upon a time I knew every channel. I knew what was going on. Huh? I did. I didn't get TV Guide, but I got the little publication that came in paper, our yeah. paper. And, and it was good I, enough. It was good enough. It was good enough. Why do we have I, to? Why do we have to pay for another book? That's what my exactly. mother said. I scoured that fucker, Patrick. Uh-huh. I scoured it for monster movies. I scoured right. it for you know the things I'd want to see. I Be, knew it was on every goddamn yes, channel because you knew the schedule backwards and forwards, so you would be looking for the things that were aberrations. <laughs> Absolutely. What does not fit the pattern? Oh, that's going to be good because it's not the same old shit that we get every week. Yeah, so we would, yeah, I mean, when Betty Davis came across there. In a horror fucking, movie, no less. Or a scary movie, not, I should say. It wasn't the most scary. No, but, but it was billed as a horror movie. Yeah. And, and I mean, it is horrific, and um, what, what goes on, and I could see it being, it's pretty shocking for the time, for TV. It, and I, I do recommend Joan it. Joan Coffin would never talk about semen. Well, she was dead when this movie was <laughs> oh i keep forgetting was she dead i never speak ill of the dead i always say good she, things about the dead she's dead she good had, <laughs> patrick she had passed away she was gone anyway. she passed away 20 years before she set foot in that coffin <laughs> oh did oh. you see berserk <laughs> oh she was on camera with a monkey <laughs> <laughs> oh, she was Trog. Trog. Thank you. I was gonna say Gorgo, and I knew that wasn't right. That was Trog. That was her last movie. That was that thing. You know, she did the last movie of Shame. Uh, I'm gonna do this one. I'm just gonna die of shame. Yeah. I'm gonna drink Trog. my Pepsi and die. <laughs> Trog was this caveman, and guess who did the makeup? Who did the makeup? Rick Baker. Uh, no. None other than Rick, Rick Baker. Baker. Yeah. Who, who would go on yes. to do makeup in a hundred. Yeah, American movies. Werewolf in London being the, the big one. Yes. He won the Oscar yes. for that one. But he, he did the makeup for Tron. Yeah, wait, I have to make it look scarier than Joan? Okay. <laughs> Buckle uh, in, kids. It's going to be a long night. <laughs> I love the early days of all of that shit. Yeah. And uh, I, I particularly love it that sometimes you uh, engage all of this nonsense. And, well, it uh, was an important part of becoming the Scream Queen that I am. Oh, I know. I mean, these and, things were epic. I remember, remember being in school and would actually be talking about them in class with the teacher instead of doing, you know, earth science. Right. Yeah. yeah. So these were big deals. It wasn't like now that, you know, it would be on again 50 times. No, it was one and done. Right. And you didn't want to be the kid who did not know. Even if you didn't understand it, which I probably wouldn't have at the time, being as innocent as I was. Sorry, I got something caught in my throat there. Oh, it's a penis. Oh, my. my. (laughs) Where'd that come from? Anyways, Patrick, I have to tell you that if... I was a drag queen trying to uh, do the voice for Betty Davis. 
in the film. I it could have been done. This I added forty minutes to the running time just with my weird pronunciation. It was supposed to be a one night event. I said no. I will make it a two night event. You're welcome. This is Betty Davis at her most lucid, and she was full of them and vigor when she did this part. Yeah, because that's that's what's great about her is that this woman is scary as hell, but she is smart and she is tough. She is. She never wavers for a second, never a moment of weakness ever. It is a fantastic. It's a perfect role for her. Although uh, you see, did you see the nanny? Her and the Nanny, not the TV show. The uh, British movie, The Nanny. No, I don't think so. That's another one that's hard to find. Uh, it's late sixties, and she plays the nanny to, for this rich family, and uh, the son is coming home after uh, young son is coming home after spending several years in you know uh, yes. uh, 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 one of those hospitals. Okay. You know, for 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 crazy people, because. He wasn't an only child previously. He had a sister. He had a baby <laughs> yeah. sister. And the baby sister died in a tragic drowning accident in the tub. And the oh. movie has you guessing, going back and forth, wondering, wait a minute, who did it? Was it the kid or was it her? I can't tell. Oh. So she's this perfect British nanny who just may or may not be a child murderer. Okay. And uh, what's her name? Is in it who I love? I can't think of her name. God damn it! Uh, oh, oh, god damn it! What is her name? Uh, she god. was a, a gorgeous young British actress. She was in the uh, uh, the Prime of Machine Brody. She was in the Diane. No. Fuck. Yeah, Diane. Fuck. That's her name. <laughs> and the Legend of Hell House. And I can't think of her name. But she's fabulous. And she was she was really young in it, and she was the cool neighbor who was trying who was making friends with the kid. And then she's like, uh, actually, this kid's really weird. <laughs> You're not you're 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 harshing my vibe, man. Cause she was the '60s, yeah. and she used really cool terms. I have to look it up now. The nanny. I don't care if everybody's bored. It's Thanksgiving. Just 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 uh just chill out. Just digest your turkey. Let the trip to fan wash over you. And yeah, Toppy to Toppy and I are having a conversation. It is uh, Pamela Franklin. <gasps> now. Love there her. was a TV actress named Pamela Sue Franklin. Yes, that's not her. That was Nancy Drew. Yes. <laughs> yes, Nancy Drew. It was Nancy Drew and the Nancy Boy Hardy Boy Mysteries. And then she got naked in the, lady, the movie called The Lady in Red, and my parents were horrified. It was on HBO, and I was watching it because Nancy Drew was in it, and then she was naked, and they were like, go to bed right now! I'm like, actually, it doesn't matter because I'm going to grow up and not... Okay, fine. It's just, gay. Gay child. doesn't matter, but... Was it Pamela Sue Martin? Oh God! I have to Google again. Uh, Patrick, the fate of Pamela Sue Martin was that she was made a zombie. Uh huh. Well, the thing I is, don't... what I wanted to say was earlier. Uh, it was Pamela Sue Martin. <laughs> My career was ruined because there was an American actress with the exact same name. <laughs> oh. Um. Yeah, because Pamela Franklin retired really early, which was said. But what I was going to say when I saw Rosanna Arquette. I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot about her. Oh. Which is weird because she had a big movie career for a long time in the, in the early 80s. But what, what's been going on since the whole Harvey Weir, uh, Weinstein thing? 
when yeah. all these actresses are coming forward, I'm going, oh yeah, I forgot about you. I'm like, oh my god, is that what happened to you? <laughs> that some that some bullshit like this happened and you got blackballed? I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised at all because like, 22 is really young to quit the business. Yeah. Anyway, well, that was depressing. In which case, men deserve everything they got in the coon. <laughs> and the other thing, I keep wanting to call the town Cabot Cove, and I know that's Murder, She Wrote. That's Murder, She Wrote. But I can also see Angela Lansbury pulling this shit, too. Yeah. She could have done Betty Davis. Anyways, if they ever remake it. No, I mean, she's too old now. They're, they're well, she's probably... too old now, yeah. But, uh, well, no, she could do anything. Yeah. But... It was a good movie. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, it was long. It was long. But I it get it long. because they wanted to spend a lot of time building up not just the family but the whole town. I and mean, we got involved with a lot of people. Yeah. There were the, there was a whole spectrum, a whole culture and uh, – A whole plaid-covered <laughs> burlap spectrum, yes. <laughs> they They eventually revealed it all. Yes. And also, hey, it cashes in that whole 70s feminism movement, too. Uh, pretty much. Because sisters were doing it for themselves in the coom. No. Coom just the, sounds dirty to me, too. Coom, I don't know what to make of that. But th- indeed. Yeah, never leaving my coom. The, the point. I never want of, you to leave my, t- my coom, John. I, just want you to I don't know. I don't know. You but will stay here forever. <laughs> the point of this movie is that the women were. They were. Right. They uh-huh. the women had it. Uh-huh. Their society and men, was, was functioning perfectly well. <laughs> yeah, the men simply delivered the sperm. Uh-huh. Which is what we're good for. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which is, you know, I don't, don't talk, like, just ejaculate and leave. Just go. Yeah. No, I Put that's, your change on the counter and go. <laughs> that reminds me of many nights. Anyways. We won't go into that. Oh we will, but that'll be when we meet that <laughs> Oh, us old queens. That's I, I mentioned before we started the um, uh, podcast. Uh, I was telling Stephen that he needs to go see the show that's on off Broadway right now called Bright uh, Bright Colors and Bold Patterns, and it's this comedian, gay comedian Drew jo- Drew Drogi, who wrote it, and he's yeah. brilliant. He's a big podcaster too, so he's all over the place. Um, and it's this group of gays getting together in Palm Springs for the first wedding in their group. Uh huh. And they're appalled because on the wedding invitation it said, "Please refrain from wearing bright colors and bold patterns." Oh. Dude. And like, well, you know, you're only—he's only doing that to please, you know, because they're trying to fit the mold and not make it tacky. But come on, you're a gay couple getting married <laughs> on, mm-hmm. in Las Vegas at, at a you know a boys' resort. It doesn't get tackier than this. Your mother's not. Yeah. Your mother's still going to be shocked by all this. And it was the whole thing of how, um, you know, since, you know, gay is getting more acceptable, we're getting more boring. Yeah, I mean, And how yeah. we spent, we, like, us older queens spent our whole lives being told, you're different, you don't belong, you don't belong, you don't fit in, you don't belong. We went, okay, great, and now we don't fit in, and we like it, and now we're supposed to conform and be happy about it? I mean, I... Yeah. It's, it's, it's a conundrum, but it was a very funny show. And one of the things he said in it completely summed up the show. They were making fun of some TV show or something, uh, some TV movie. It's like we're doing right now. And yeah. one of the, uh, it's, like it's one guy, but he's 
talking to nobody. You know, he's pretending the other people are there. And there's supposed to be a young guy there who's like, well, you guys are so mean. He's like, no, you don't understand. Us older queens, we can make fun of something while we're respecting it at the exact same time. That's uh, here, what here. being gay means. <laughs> I'm like, that's, yes. that's exactly what I do on my show. <laughs> yes. I, I make fun of this stuff, but I'm also honoring it at the exact same time. Absolutely. And then we do a whole lot of blow and have sex with everybody, but that's a whole thing. Uh, that's a whole other thing. Uh, well, maybe Patrick, not anymore, but yes, okay. Uh, I, I just want to take this opportunity to say that I really, while I'm bowled over by you, I feel you exhibit your heart on this show, and it's one of the reasons that I tune in and that I like it so much because it's real and it's you. And I just want to say that this recent fundraiser you did, uh, and, 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 and I know it took a lot out of you. I just want to say that, uh, my hat's off to you and, that that you did it and you came out and here we are today goofing around about Harvest Home. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. but uh, I I just really adore you and your energy and your enthusiasm for what you did just bowled me over. Thank you. Thank you. I'm not getting. I'm not crying on this episode. I cried on the last. No. God damn it, Toppy. God damn it! But now, you now I have to just picture Betty Davis wearing corn underwear. I corn know. Corn I... uh, But you you do this often. Uh, anyways, I I just I, uh, this podcast that you do is is vastly entertaining and and. Uh, uh, you do a great job. Thank you, sir. That means a lot coming from you. Us old dogs of the podcasting game now. Yeah. We've been doing this forever, Toppy. Well, um, I think you and I started around the same time. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> Memories. You might have been like the corners of my mind. That's right. It didn't have a love yeah. theme. We didn't have the love theme from Harvest Home. But- <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Okay, we got all sappy, Toppy, but I guess that's yeah. the way that's the way Thanksgiving should end. Listen, Some warm fuzzies. Eat your fucking turkey. And by and the way, Toppy, Toppy, yeah. just your hat is off to me. No, I was gonna say I'm. I'm. Okay. What, what that, that? Okay, we gotta say something for dessert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, all I want is a sandwich with toasted bread and cranberry sauce and mashed potatoes and turkey heated up with gravy. That's all I want. Oh, unfortunately, this year all we have is corn. I'm sorry. It's all we got. (laughs) Oh, no. No, not enough. We got corn stuffed corn, (laughs) twice baked corn, three corn salad. Yeah, corn pie and... um, Popcorn. Oh, God. Wait to see what we do with the cobs. Anyway, thank you for stopping by, Toppy. You, uh, thank you for having me. 
Cause you light up my life. Yeah. Oh gosh. I can't end the show with Debbie Boone. That would be terrible. No. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So until next time, Mr. Dobby. I don't know what I got. I love you to pieces. So I and I'm 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 so loosey goosey right now. I understand. You I'm so loosey goosey. Uh... My, oh, yes. For those of you who don't know, since I didn't mention it, I did mention I was on Vicodin. My shoulder froze again today. So. Patrick, why? What have you done? Why does your shoulder bother you? Do you, you know so? why my shoulder bothers me? Because I, because I have to spend hours and I sp- spent days, you know, weeks hunched over this goddamn laptop putting out oh, this goddamn no. show for you people. <laughs> I did oh, it for you. No. <laughs> I'm gonna get scoliosis from this show. That's that's okay. Oh my! I'll, I'll do. I'll, I'll, I'll you know that, that sweet Patreon money will pay you for my back brace. Oh, Patrick! Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. I know. Well, you know, there's that whole non-sexy side to podcasting that people just don't want to know about. Because <laughs> normally it's really you know uh, really you know sexy to be sitting around your living room in your underwear eating corn chips talking about movies. <laughs> On the internet, uh, <laughs> yeah. Pa- Patrick is smooching anywhere near you right now. She's she's right over here on the Shays Lounge, where she oh. should be. Where else would she be? On except but on the gayest piece of furniture she could be on. No, but uh, smoochy. Oh my god! She's I'm been so good happy. as gold this whole time. I'm so happy for her. Yeah, you have done smoochy. My God. She's when lucky I, she got me. Other, I, my, I've told, tell me, you know how many friends so. told me that you know? Well, maybe you should think about you know. No, I get it. I said, "Are you out of your mind?" But you didn't. I, I rescued her, and I believe in that whole Chinese proverb: "You save a man's life is your responsibility for the rest of yours." And I felt that way with her. Well, I'll, I'll never forget that about you and Smoochie. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Never forget it. Yeah, of course she forgets it. Well, she she's just she like put your clothes on, you pig. <laughs> Listen, she can't retain that kind of memory. She's just an animal. Oh, please! They know everything. She had no mercy for me this morning. I was just standing over me like, "Map, that need food." Map. <laughs> yes. Well, crawl. Have you, you considered crawling to the kitchen? Just crawl. <laughs> I walk well, on all fours. Here you go. This is how you do it. Do you still have a, a, a bird feeder out there to entertain her? Uh, yeah. Uh, it broke. You failed. You let it go, didn't no, you? No, no. Well, the thing is, they stopped coming. Oh. Because I, the suction cups weren't sticking to the window, <laughs> and the thing had gotten so cracked that I can't afford a new one because I have to pay New York City rent that I just would leave it out on the sill. Yeah. And that was too close for the birds, I guess? Patrick. Because she'd hop up on the windowsill, because now she's losing weight and getting more limber, and she'd hop up on the windowsill like, hey, babies. That's true. Get in my belly. Uh, Smoochie has been able to get into places because she's lost weight. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's been sweating in the oldies. No. Oh, my goodness. Well, Patrick, I I love Smoochie. I love hearing about you and your antics in New York City and uh, that's why I love tuning in to your little shoe oh. and thank you for having me. You're very board. welcome and by the way Toppy before you go 
Yeah. Tell people where they can find the Smellcast and what goes on there. Oh, the Smellcast. It's the Smellcast.com. It's, it's a strange uh, mix of. Uh, I would say whimsical. I would say whimsical. Whimsical. Uh, Patrick, whimsical is a perfect word for it. It's uh, so <laughs> The perfect, and they um, uh, it's uh, slightly real life, and then there's a, a fantastic element uh, over it. Uh-huh. So well, there's all there's all those wonderful residents of, of Pickle <laughs> Hollow that that come and join you on the show sometimes, and it's just, what what a what a what a unique group. Yeah, is the whole uh, residence of Pickle Hollow. Which and with all where- those re- residents that ha- you have wandering in and out of your studio, I'm surprised you don't have scoliosis from all the work you have to do. Scoliosis! Oh. Hey, if I'm getting it, everybody should get it. No, Patrick, Scoliosis is the get- new black. Are you getting scoliosis? No, I mean, I'm getting back problems all the time. and I, Oh, okay. But, you know, I, 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 I know with Bradford... Yeah. Being an IT whiz? Yeah. Was getting a piano hump. <laughs> piano hump? Towards the end of our relationship. You know, he started to get a permanent slouch. Oh. Just because oh. he spent so much time over the computer. So I am very conscious of that. Yeah. What do you do to prevent it? Well, I use the old chorus girl adage. <laughs> yes? Tits and teeth. <laughs> Okay. Tits out and proud and teeth wide, <laughs> teeth flashing. Just keep them all up in the air and everything just lines up again. Oh, folks. And even if you have scoliosis, they're looking at your tits. Okay, Toppy, thank you. Know, where, what's the address for the Smellcast? <laughs> it's thesmellcast.com. Okay, there and, you go. And folks, that's why you should tune into the Scream Queens. For tits and teeth. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, thank you, Toppy. I love you and have a very happy Thanksgiving. You too, and I will catch you uh, when I uh, listen in uh, to your uh, weekly. Okay, okay just stay away from that Lost Whistle Bridge, sir. Yeah. I can tell you again. Yeah. I know those boys oh, are really cute, right. but no. Patrick, <laughs> go and deliver yourself from this uh, place. Yes, uh, it's time for my nightly bourbon. <laughs> that's what I wanted to say uh, along. Patrick, thank you. Goodbye. I do. <laughs> hey, uh. So that is going to wrap this episode up, my beautiful screamers. Um, since this is a prolonged episode with guests, we're going to be saving voicemails and emails until next time, and there are plenty of them that will probably be coming out in the next week or so. What I'm covering at this point, I don't know, but expect something, I think, holiday theme. Something in the December holiday theme, be it Christmas, be it Hanukkah, be it Kwanzaa, I don't know. I'll find something, and it'll be fabulous. And, of course, later on in the month, we're going to be having the second annual completely inappropriate holiday special with Doug Spiro and Tradine, in which we will be talking about a movie that has nothing to do with either the holiday season or the podcast. So that will be fun. And more details will be coming out on that in the next episode, including on how you can watch this year's selection of the inappropriate holiday movie. Or non-holiday movie. Whatever. It's inappropriate, whatever the hell it is. So I think that's about it for now. So if you would like to get your voicemails in to me, I will tell you how to do that right now. You pick up your phone and you dial 917 
720-2047. Or if you prefer to write me, you can do so at crew at screamqueens.com. And of course, that's Queens with a Z. You can find me on Facebook by doing a search on Scream Queens, the podcast for horror gets gay. Or you can find me on Twitter at Scream Queens. And you can also say hi to Alexis over on the Instagram feed at Scream Queens Podcast. And if you are hankering for even more episodes every month, if you want bonus material every month, then you can become a patron. Yes, head on over to www.patreon.com slash screamqueens. Pick a membership level and every month you'll be getting bonus episodes and I think I'm going to be changing the format on that this month and, and more details on that for the Patreon listeners as my fever subsides and my energy level gets better. But I think we're going to be switching how we do things over there just to make things a little more interesting. So until next time, my beautiful, beautiful screamers continue to make the world a creepier place. And never forget the Scream Queen's golden rule. Fight or flight. Survive the night. Make it to the final reel, baby. You deserve it. Bye! I'm hunting for witches Heads up, going to roll some of the music for tonight's program has been provided by Mavio's Music Service. Check them out at music.mavio.com, bitches! <laughs>